Hey, photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and really I'm just here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That certainly means helping you improve your photographic skills and enabling you to become a stronger business owner, but it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We are sponsored by PhotographersEdit.com, custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu.com, that's M-I-I-L-U.com, the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back for another episode of the Book of Podcast. I'm going to break the fourth wall here for a second. Uh, I haven't actually recorded a podcast episode in about three weeks. We had so many in the queue. I was able to take a bit of a break, but I am back now after about three weeks and I get to interview somebody that I've known in the industry actually for a long time. Tracy Moore is here with us. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Tracy. Oh, thanks for having me. So excited. Well, and and you already kind of bring a certain level of energy in our interaction in person and then in this conversation <laughs> already, which I think is great. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, I think there's just something really wonderful about intentionally. And I, I know that that type of energy excitement comes natural for some people. It doesn't always for me, but I like to throw that into <laughs> conversation. I think people respond well to that. You bring that. So thank you for that. It makes my job easier. <laughs> awesome. Happy to entertain. I've uh, chugged all my coffee, so should be good to go and hyped up for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, so we're going to bring that for everybody. We also have, and, and again, breaking kind of the fourth wall here. I noticed Tracy posted the stories about our interview before we got started. And I happen to take a look at it. It looks like she's got the exact same audio setup. So between the two of us today, we should have some really great audio for everybody listening in. Um, Tracy, take me back. Uh, I, because actually, I can't honestly remember the first time that we met. We've we've known each other or known of each other for years. We've seen each other at various conferences and workshops and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you even remember the first time we connected? Man, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, it was definitely a, a, a conference. Yeah. But- I can't recall either. That's so fun. I get asked that quite a bit. And I'm always like, I have no idea. Just remember that you're awesome. And, you know, it's always fun running into you. But maybe it was at a WPPI. Yeah, I can't remember. It was WPPI. We have a lot of mutual friends. I, I just remember somebody introducing me and they were like, this guy's awesome. And okay, that's all these cool things. And, yeah. <laughs> well, you're propping me up very nicely. But I'm trying to think of what what um, did we go to PicTouch? Did you go to any of the PicTouch conferences? Yeah. Back in yeah, the day? Definitely. That may yep. have been one of the first places that we connected. And for anybody listening yeah. who isn't familiar with PicTouch, PicTouch really kind of led the way as far as online galleries and online sales yeah. for, for prints for the longest time. And sadly, they they kind of fell off uh, the bandwagon, no. if you will. But um, that was not only was it a great product that we utilized for years in my photography business, but it was really a great and amazing community, actually. Such a good community. Yeah, and yeah. I, that was probably where we connected initially was maybe one of those conferences. Anyway. Yeah, I think so. So Tracy is a photographer, uh, and, and that's probably pretty obvious at this point for anybody listening in. But Tracy, just do a brief intro for us. Tell us a little bit about where you're based and what type of photography you're specializing in. Yeah. So I'm in Billings, Montana currently, um, travel all over the place though. And for the past 10 years, I guess I've been specializing in high school, senior girls. I think most people have that in their areas, but I know there's some parts of the country and the world where people don't even do that. So when I say that they're like, wait, seniors, like old people, <laughs> like no <laughs> high school seniors. It's a big deal out here, especially in, in this neck of the woods. And, um, I just really, love working with teen girls. I always have. Um, my husband and I were youth leaders back in the day. I grew up in like the young life and wildlife eras and just really appreciated having, you know, just strong, confident, motivated women around me. And I, f- I feel like they really helped shape who I was. And so mm. uh, when I was kind of dreaming up my career, I thought it'd be really cool to work with teens. And I also loved photography and I love traveling. And so I just whipped them all up into one business. And I worked with a coach, Jeff Yoakum, you know, Jeff. Yeah. And yeah, I was kind of stuck between weddings and seniors um, and a couple other things and just really wanted to hone in on my niche and learn the value of specializing. And uh, I ended up going with teen girls and never looked back. And it's amazing. And now I've kind of um, gone more the coaching direction. Well, not more. I, I'm pretty much half and half uh, because I love what I do so much. And I think it's really fun and rewarding to help other women grow their businesses and just show them the ropes because it can be a really tricky business and feel kind of lonely. And so wanted to help build a community for them. But 
uh, yeah, it's been a decade of craziness, fun adventures with these girls, and and I love it. When I saw a recent post of yours on Instagram, and by the way, for everybody listening in, you can follow Tracy at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, and then more, M-O-O-R-E, photo, Tracy Moore photo on Instagram. Of course, we'll link to that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. But a recent post of yours, Tracy, October 7th, this really fun little video where you talk about how 11 years ago you were daydreaming of like what your life could look like, <laughs> what a career could look like. And yeah. ultimately you decided to create that thing. Um, and yeah. I think there's something super exciting and powerful and enabling and all, all the words <laughs> when it comes to the reality, I think, and certainly I've experienced this for myself, which is you decide that you want to do something, you set your mind to it, you put the time, the effort, the energy into it, and you can accomplish it. We live in a really cool place uh, in 2020 where we have the freedom and the tools to be able to do something like that. And I have to not only give you props for having the dream and going for it, but ultimately being able to sustain it this long too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it hasn't been easy along the way, but it's totally worth it. And I think it's pretty incredible how we can build build the business we want. And I think we just get sucked into this world of seeing what other people are doing. And if they're happy, we should do that to be happy. And um, it's just really not the case. I think it's uh, there's so much more um, so much more out there. And if you're around the right people and hiring the right people and just uh, really, really thinking about what where your passion comes from and and how you're different and what you really want out of life and create that instead of um you know in the beginning I remember doing that looking at other photographers and you know, saying oh they're successful and they're doing this I should do that probably and you just don't get as much fulfillment and so when you really do a deep dive into who you are and and what you're passionate about and create something around that it is so much more fulfilling I think you'll be so much more successful and you really can create a life that you love and a career that you really love. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a a recent interview. In fact, I'm in the process of listening to a recent interview of Kanye West by um, a favorite podcaster of mine. His name is Joe Rogan. Uh, I know they're going to be mixed opinions on actually both these guys, Joe and Kanye. (laughs) Uh But but what one of the things about and and Kanye in particular, and frankly, I I started the episode and I I turned it off relatively quickly because I was (laughs) like, I just, this guy is all over the place. But one of the one of the things that in fact Joe actually did in the interview was literally take that phrase and and say you know people say that you're all over the place what is that about like why is it that cuz he's like I'm listening to you I don't hear anything crazy and the point kind of summed up that that Kanye made was people have these expectations society has this expectation that we have to be this particular thing that we have to fit into this particular mold yeah. and basically I've chosen not to do that I, I have the freedom to make that choice. Yes, and, he has. And, and he has, again, on, on a level which I know is going to cause a lot of disagreement. And that's really not the, the reason I'm bringing him up. No, I just no. thought that that particular line of thought was quite fascinating and, and compelling. And, and ultimately, sure. I've seen it in my life. And I know that you have, too. You're an example of it, Tracy. And, and I think that we can encourage everybody that's listening in to take a, at least one or two steps forward. Even today, those ideas that you have in your head that you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Give it a shot. Take that step. Make the move. Um, because we can think about it all day long. Nothing's going to ever come from that. Make the move. Make it happen. And we're certainly going to be here to encourage you along the way. Tracy, you mentioned, yeah, of course, sure. that senior uh, girls are your specialty. You're photographing senior girls. And it's funny that you mentioned the senior thing and having to clarify that we're talking <laughs> about high school seniors. My, my daughter, who is just super sweet, she was. We were, I was taking her to school this morning. She's 15, sophomore in high school. Yeah. And she knew that I had a podcast interview. And she was like, so, so who are you interviewing? So I was t- telling her a little bit about you, Tracy, and um, <laughs> your specialty. And it's funny. I found myself, even in that conversation, clarifying that I was talking about senior girls that you photograph senior, you know, high school seniors uh, versus the the older population. Yep. But when it comes to a brand position, I'm looking at your site, tracymorephotography.com. And uh, brand position is something we talk a lot about here on the podcast, because especially in 2020, when on a daily basis, we're all kind of inundated with digital noise. It, I think it's important to have a really clear position statement and message to go along with that that enables us to yes. be able to stand out amongst that noise. Your brand position statement is pretty clear on your homepage. It's very simply troublemaker photographer for adventurous senior girls. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So when we were doing kind of the deep dive, when I was mentoring with Jeff, um, we were just really thinking about what makes me different and what my you know unique proposition is. And I've always just kind of been a, a prankster and a troublemaker in, in a good way. And I think that that's 
fun for high school girls to kind of relate to that and realize that you don't always have to fit into a mold and you can be your silly, crazy self. And everyone likes getting in like a, a good, fun amount of trouble. And I, I feel like I allow them to to do that. And I believe that adventures and, and being brave really helps with confidence. And so I try to create experiences that give them the option to be brave. And um, I mean, we've I've jumped off cliffs with my seniors. We've gone longboarding. We've traveled to Thailand and California and I mean, just all over the place. And I I just really always want to create experiences that they'll be excited to talk about and tell stories about and um, just giving them that opportunity to be brave and gain that confidence and help them just be their their silly regular selves and not have to worry about, you know, being like everybody else. And uh, so, yeah, I used that in my brand. And at first I was like, troublemaker, that's such a, I don't know. I feel like parents might not love that, but it really connects with the girls. And I think parents actually do love it because they, they realize that it's not, it's not bad trouble. It's no. it's just the right amount to make it fun and interesting and yeah. connect with these girls and give them really cool opportunities to hang out with other girls. I mean, I've, we've built a whole little tribe of of girls every year that get together. And we do like just last night, I had a couple girls over carving pumpkins and, um, you know, just giving them really cool opportunities to to have fun and, and explore this crazy world and life. And you use the word we, do you have a tendency of going on these ventures with a group of seniors versus individuals specifically for the sake of photography or photographing the sessions? What does that look like? Yeah. So it just depends. I mean, we've done a lot of, a lot of crazy things. So I do a contest every year for the girls. Um, It's called the do good contest. And I try to encourage uh, giving back because I also think that's a really a really simple way to to feel better in life and mm-hmm. to to boost confidence and happiness is doing mm-hmm. something for others. That's what I've found. I mean, obviously it's good to do nice things for other people, but sometimes it feels a little selfish even because you're like, I feel so good doing this that, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just a win-win. Everyone feels good. And, Absolutely. And so I wanted to create a kind of a contest for them because these girls work very well for bribes as well. They're high schoolers. And so we have a whole little list of crazy random acts of kindness they can do. And so I take one of the girls, whoever wins, she gets to take her best friend on a trip. So we've gone to California a couple times. I took a group to Vegas, um, which was really a crazy adventure taking, you know, teenagers to Vegas, but it was amazing. And then last year we did our first international trip and we went to Thailand, which was a crazy thought. And I was like, these girls, parents, are they going to let me take them like to Thailand? This is nuts. But I really was thinking about what helped me gain confidence in life. And it was, it all came back to like the first time that I went to Africa. It was all by myself. I had to learn so much about you know, passports and visas and new languages and the way other people live and just appreciating my life. And it was it was a whole really cool life changing moment for me. So I wanted to help provide that for these girls and show them the craziness and, and passion for travel. And so, yeah, I mentioned it to some of the parents and they were in. So we took six girls um, to Thailand and it was a crazy fun experience. Wow. I didn't want to make it easy for them and I didn't want to make it comfortable. This was not a vacation. So we, we, you know, stayed in some crazy places, no five-star resorts. We, I, I had them vote on what they wanted to do and who they wanted to help when we were there. And so we, we volunteered at an elephant sanctuary Wow, and kind of helped, helped with that. We um, worked with schools a little bit and then we learned about marine conservation. So yeah, it was a, it was a crazy experience, but again, it's just all coming back to helping them boost their confidence. And crazy ideas sometimes work. So if you have a crazy thought, just roll with it. Sometimes mine work out. Sometimes they fail miserably, but you're never going to know until you try. So hopefully, I I gave these girls a little bit of confidence and some love of travel and appreciation for the way that we get to live. You know. Oh man, yeah. Well, and and speaking of experience, this is really a great segue to my next question, actually. Um, cause I, I, by the way, I know that we could spend a lot of time. I could dig into that whole experience that you do create <laughs> for, for your seniors and it could be probably multiple episodes in and of itself, yeah, but for sure. let me, let me go ahead and ask you though. This is a question that I like to ask most of our guests and has to do with customer experience. And while it sounds like kind of mm-hmm. a cliche topic, I still think that at the end of the day, even in 2020, despite this digital world that we live in, that we can probably most efficiently build businesses if we provide a really great experience and and you're doing just that. What would you say is the most important principle driving that notion of a wonderful customer experience? 
oh, my business is all about creating a customer experience. I That is so important. And my number one tip would just be to be interested in them. Mm. Um, like I really focus on giving them their own experience so that they have a story to tell um, and just always going the extra mile. So, you know, to get people interested in you, you got to be interested in them. That's just an old school principle I've always loved. And yeah, I just really try to try to make it fun different um, for their life and what they're needing and um, their passions and and creating a really cool shoe and a really cool um, just experience for them to, to remember. And if you give them a good story to tell, they're going to tell people and that just helps grow your business even more. So yeah, be interested in them and give them a really neat experience that's different. You know, it, it just reminds me, I was, I'm in the process right now of reading a book uh, that has to do with being a better conversationalist. And mm-hmm. this particular author, this is a quote that I just read a few minutes ago, actually. Um, he says specifically about conversation, a lot of times we have social interaction for social interaction's sake. That usually mm-hmm. amounts to a bunch of nothing if you can't see clear purpose for talking to someone. But that's a mental construction you can easily change in a variety of, the way, a variety of ways. And here's the, the, the tagline, if you will. One of the best ways to do this is to be curious about them in general. And, yeah. and that, that's so compelling to me, be, largely because I've had that experience and it doesn't happen very often, but I've been on the other side of an interaction with somebody who genuinely seems curious, who genuinely seems interested. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, this is a book for anybody who's curious. It's called The Art of Witty Banter by Patrick King. And we, we'll link to it in the mm. show notes at bookapodcast.com. But um, I think it is, if, if nothing else, if especially for those listening in who would claim to be introverts, which I know is a lot of photographers in our industry, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody that you don't know, go to learn something about anything that they might be able to offer to a conversation that you don't know anything about. Set them up to educate yeah. you. If, if you're genuinely if curious going into that conversation, it will drive a certain, I guess, curiosity, if you will, yeah. a, a sense of curiosity from the other person's standpoint that you really want to get to know them, you want to get to know about them. And to Tracy's point, ultimately, hopefully have the opportunity to some way invest in their lives as well. But I'd love that you highlight this. Is this something that you learned over time? Did you have a similar experience that I did where you you got to interact with somebody who was (laughs) like that, made you feel good? And you're like, I've got to give other people this. What was the, the process for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I, and I think this uh, was one of your questions uh, for later, a book. I'm obsessed with the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People Yes, by Dale Carnegie. And I think my dad gave me that book when I was like 10. I was like, read this. Wow. <laughs> It'll change your life. And so I read it like every year because, you know, you start to just live normal life again and get a little selfish and sure. forget that, you, you know, you got to be interested in other people sometimes. Yeah. And so I think it just gets me back to yeah, people are really cool. Like go talk to them, be interested in them. We all have our own lives and um, nobody really digs in and asks us these things. And so uh, I think that's just such an important lesson in life and just being interested. That's that's it. Like just look at them like, hey, you're, you have your whole own life. You have so many stories that I don't know. You have so many memories and experiences that made you who you are. So let's talk about them. And I want to, I want to know more and what you struggle with and what you love. And, uh, and that just really creates a a good bond. And um, people love getting asked about themselves and answering questions and kind of having people dig into their lives because it just doesn't happen, sadly, as much as it it probably should. So uh, yeah, I just really try to go back to principles of that book and just just make people feel special and loved because it it's not as common as it should be. So, and I fail a lot of that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, did I just have a whole conversation? I didn't even like ask about them. That was so rude. What's wrong with me? <laughs> so it's kind of like a, you got to practice it. And yes. then all of a sudden it just kind of becomes a habit and you just really, truly are interested in people. It's not a fake thing. Like, oh, I should ask about them. So right. they like me more. It's like, absolutely no, you look at it like you are, you're really cool. And I want to know more about you. So tell yes. me. Uh, yeah. And it creates really cool conversations and great friendships and experiences. So you're right that yeah. it's unusual. Like you and I have been to countless photography conferences at this point in our career, and you know one of the things that happens, unfortunately, is you go to a conference and you, of course, you have conversations with hundreds of people, um, <laughs> and most of those conversations are super, super surface level. You know, people are kind of yep. robotically repeating the same questions and and answers over and over and over and over again, and you sense it right away. And I just, I so crave real conversation where I do totally. sense genuine interest from the other person. And even if it is only going to be a two minute conversation, 
if they come up, give me a bear hug and actually look me in the eyes and ask me questions about my kids or something a bit more personal in nature where, like you said, it it, it shows a genuine curiosity. It just makes all the difference in the world. And I I think I've mentioned this before, but one of the most impactful experiences that I had being on the other side of somebody who was that, that, who showed that kind of interest was he was actually the husband of a local photographer here in the Chattanooga area. Uh, mm-hmm. And he would, we would go to these photographer get togethers and he would come to them with his wife and we'd sit down across from each other and near each other. And he would just, he would look me in the eyes and he would at Nate, how is it? And, and again, we talk about that energy, carry that energy in his, in the tone of his, his voice as well. Nate, how, how are things going? Tell me about this. The last time that we talked, Aww. you mentioned this thing, but tell me about this. So I, I would answer him. And then I, once I give him that response, he wouldn't just say, oh, okay, that's cool and move on. It was, oh, that's okay. That's really interesting. So when you, when you say this, do you mean yeah. this or how did you do this? And he would continue to dig. And I just felt like a million bucks because nobody Aww. talks to you that way anymore. And so right? I, I think, yeah. again, to your point to bring it back around, it is so, so, so important that we do show that genuine curiosity. We, we initially bring an energy to the conversation where that person actually feels like we're interested. And then we ask questions that go beyond the surface level and that will further demonstrate that curiosity. I think it really does set us all up to provide a wonderful customer experience for For our clients. That's huge. That's really great. Okay. So (laughs) talk to me about time. Um, You've got what seems like a pretty successful business, but you also have a family (laughs) and I'm curious how you're balancing this. What what balance even looks like to you? Uh, How do you manage your time? balances sorcery it's a myth (laughs) um yeah I mean some days I feel like I I kill it some days I just you know want to like crumple up in a ball and just cry because I feel like I'm failing miserably so um there's just some some tricks that I've picked up along the way that most of the time I can I can do all right with this but it's tough it's really tough being like a full-time worker and career woman and um my husband's a stay-at-home dad and you know, I, I, I provide and, and work my butt off. And I think what really helps is, is delegating a ton of stuff so that I really can uh, have more time, but then also being fully present with whatever I'm doing. So I kind of made that rule because my husband made a comment that just like hit me to the core. And he was like, well, I feel like, you know, you've been here, but you haven't really been here, you know, Mm. like you're here, but I can tell your mind somewhere else. And I was like, Oh, I do not want to be that wife or that mom. And, you know, that was a while ago. And so ever since then, I'm like, okay, if I'm with my husband or if I'm with the kids, like I'm with them, I'm putting my phone away. I would rather just give them, you know, an hour or two of just solid, amazing mom time and hanging out and giving them my all instead of three or four hours of, you know, I'm stressed, I'm returning messages, I'm like nodding my head, but not really paying attention. And so I, I just delegate time and uh, days where, you know, I don't work certain days at all. And that's for family. And we try to take a lot of trips. And so I might have four full days of them and then work for the next six. Like it just, it always depends. As you know, being a photographer, your schedule is not always the same. So yeah, what's really helped is just time blocking. And then I learned this method of kind of planning your time a little better called the Eisenhower method. Have okay. you heard of that? I, I think I've heard of it, but tell me more. Yeah, it's like old school. You basically have a, a poster board or whatever, a, a piece of paper with four uh, boxes okay. and you first just start with a brain dump. So you just write all the stuff down. You have to do all the to-dos, all the things that have been in your mind, just everything. And then you kind of separate them into those four sections. So there's urgent and important or urgent and not important, important and non-urgent and not important and not yes, urgent. Yes. And so you, uh, if it's not important and non-urgent, you either don't do it or you for sure delegate that stuff out. If it's important and urgent, you know that you need to get that done ASAP. And so it just helps your brain kind of categorize these to-dos. Um, and then I just go through my schedule and kind of put these to-dos at least a few a day on my schedule so that I know Uh, that I'm going the right way, doing the right stuff and making my time really just effective and um, being super productive when I am working because you can get super distracted. (laughs) I'll be working and then pop on Instagram and then somebody will send me a Facebook message and then I'll get a phone call and then I, you know, it's just all over the place. So delegating and uh, that method has really helped, I think. So uh, this actually, now that now that you started explaining, I'm remembering we talked about this on the podcast before, and I want to ask the same question that I did. We we talked about it with at least one, maybe two different guests. Um, do you feel like at any point having 
four different categories to have to sort everything that you're considering through at times can overcomplicate the process versus, you know, just say on, on the other extreme, just saying, here's my to-do list. These are the things I needed to get done. <laughs> I checked them off. They're done. Uh, because I, and the reason, part of the reason I asked this is because I've had the experience being a little bit of a organization nerd myself um, to where I'm, I've spent, you know, endless amounts of time, for example, looking for task and project management software that I felt uh-huh. was the best possible option. And the irony in yep. that is I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours doing that, <laughs> doing that while yeah. I could have just been going and getting the things done. So exactly. where's the balance between kind of having a fancy process and just getting things done? <laughs> Um, I totally agree. And I've done that as well. And this one just seemed to stick. I think it's just finding how your brain works. Okay. And for me, just having a ridiculous list stressed me out more because sure. I was like, I don't even know where to start. What's most important? What do I do? How do I, should I delegate some of this? And, you know, I've had multiple different processes. Uh, but last year I was a part of a mastermind and one of the girls talked about this. And so I just have it on a big poster board and I, I have a whole running to-do list on top where everything's listed out. And then I have post-its of all of the tasks and just four boxes. And when I'm done, I chuck the post-it or if it's urgent now, I move it over to that box and it just really helps keep it, keep it moving and keeping my eye on what is really urgent and important at the moment. Um, because my mind is all over the place. I definitely have crazy ADD and, and that's a fact. I mean, I take Adderall for sure. So, uh, it just helps keep my brain, you know, in check and, and it works for me. It might not work for everybody, but that's, I, I feel like everyone just needs to try some stuff out. If you can do just one to-do list, awesome. But I can't, I need a little bit more accountability and a visual uh, board to kind of keep that all in check because oh, there's just so yeah. much going on. <laughs> no, I love it. And, and just to be clear, yeah. I wasn't minimizing the, the the process or the approach. Just kind of curious too, to understand. I, I'm yeah, always, sure. I have certain processes and, and I, I love conversation where I get to ask others about theirs and then they, they share theirs. And then I, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe that's a better way. And yeah. so it's nice. What's to your process? The, How yeah, do you do it? Yeah. Oh, me personally. Um, yeah. I use a system called Todoist. And okay. um, usually what... I'll do is, is as you were talking about, kind of dump the list of things that need to get done into the system. They get yeah. categorized into projects. And then those projects, those tasks, certain tasks will have due dates, which kind of push the tasks into Ooh, today. Yeah. Into today. So when I go to, to look at my uh. open that software, it immediately pops up the today screen. What's due today, the things that need to be done today. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of the, the immediate list that I work from. Um, That's awesome. theoretically, but again, like you See, said, now I'm like, Oh crap. Now I need that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many different ways at the end of the day, we do need to go with the thing just that works it. for us. Yeah. We need abs- to do it. Yeah. <laughs> also, we just, if you're taking that much time, just uh, get, get something done, you know, it's sure. so easy to procrastinate and just be like, well, wait, but I need to first recreate uh, my whole iPhone on that new software. Now I can make it look really pretty. So yes. let's spend three hours doing that <laughs> yep. so that I feel better so that I can get more done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well, you mentioned something in that conversation though, or in that that part of our conversation delegation. And this is Mm -hmm. something we also talk about quite a bit here on the podcast. Cause you know, honestly, aside from hoping to bring some type of uh, valuable content for photographers, you know, wedding portrait photographers, commercial photographers in our industry. uh, One of the things that I also want to do beyond just talking about how to run a business and shoot a pretty picture is how to create freedom and flexibility for ourselves as business yes. owners, because it's, it's one thing to you know work 80 hours a week and make a few hundred thousand dollars a year, but <laughs> just not have no life, get burnt out, lose relationships. That's right. no fun. So how can we have a bit of both? And, and so that's why we talk a lot about this idea of efficiency and certainly delegation is a part of that. What do you delegate in your business? Everything I can. <laughs> I, I definitely am a big fan of outsourcing and delegating and, I uh, went to this conference a while back. wasn't a photography one, but um, do you know a, a woman named Shalene Johnson? No, I don't. Oh my gosh. She's hilarious. She's awesome. Okay. I feel like I am her. And uh, she is just hilarious. She's an amazing mom. She has a son and a daughter um, and just really wants to be a mom first, but also runs an incredible, hugely successful business. And I actually got to stand up and ask her a question at this conference. And I just asked her about balance. And then I actually got to talk to her afterwards. I like waited around like a stalker and just stared and waited till nobody was around her. And I was like, <laughs> I got to, I got to try. I got to just try yeah. and like meet her and say hi. And, and so, yeah, I was like, Hey, okay. So I feel like I'm you, you know, when you were 33, what would you go tell yourself? Like building this business, being a mom, And she was like, outsource, delegate, have freedom, like build the life you want, be there for your kids, you're a mom first, and you can Mm. also run an amazing business, but you got to hire stuff out. Yeah. 
And so I even started hiring more out because I thought I was doing a great job. But um, she had this whole spiel about how laundry was her go-to distraction when she wanted to, when she knew she had a big task, that was like her getaway. Like, oh, well, I better go fold some more laundry or better go do all these loads of laundry. And so she hired out just her laundry and it like changed the game. Just something so simple that we just don't like doing. Such a time suck. And whenever you want to get out of something, that's your go-to. And so we hired a house cleaner because that was always like something stressful and something on the back of my mind. I should do this. I should do this. And also, just hate cleaning and I don't really do it very much. So that just helped our marriage as well. Um, but as far as business, I I outsource editing, emails, scheduling, invoicing, ordering, packaging, um, a lot of my designing and writing. I even had somebody start making TikToks for me. Just all kinds of stuff that is just a time suck that I feel like I, I just need to be the one taking pictures, uh, you know, communicating with all these people and possible clients and past clients on social media, um, really doing the marketing stuff because that's what I love and that's what I'm good at. And just, uh, yeah, keeping keeping my eye on on my passions and what I love so that I can have freedom. Like my idea of success is freedom and peace. Like if I could feel peace yes. every day and feel yes. freedom, I think that's that's my idea of success. It's definitely not the amount of money I make, it's yeah. how I'm living my life. And so, yeah, I, I outsource and delegate so much and it has made it amazing. And um, whenever my assistant goes out of town or leaves, I realize how much she saves my life and how amazing it is. So I always tell people, even in the beginning, you know, when I'm mentoring somebody or when they're in my mastermind, I'm like, make a list of things you're good at, make a list of things you hate or you're not so good at and delegate all of that. And even in the beginning, because they're always like, oh, well, I can't afford that. That's crazy. I'm like, no, you shockingly really can. Like, just start with little bits at a time, delegate one thing. Um, and that time you save from not doing that, go build your business and go get out there and let people see you and create these experiences for them. And you will be so much more successful and love your life so much more. So I feel like it creates better impact and income, just uh, figuring out what you need to, to delegate. It's an amazing thing, and I, I feel like everyone needs to to start quick, and they'll they'll realize that real fast. Well, and I'm curious. You mentioned actually before we started recording that that you delegate your editing to your assistant, and it, whether yep. it's editing or anything else, one of the most challenging things I think for most people, myself included, by the way, and I happen to own an editing company, so it's a bit <laughs> ironic, but it's it's not only learning to, you know, a lot of people say, well, I, I just, I can't give up control, but it's, it's not, yep. I, I think that that might be a mask in some cases for other issues. And I think one of those potential issues is the, the fact that it doesn't come natural for a lot of people to communicate what it is that they want to someone yes. else in order to get the thing accomplished, at least in a similar way to way to the way that they would normally do this, this particular task. When it comes to editing, that's particularly true. And I'm curious, how did you learn how to communicate effectively what you wanted to your assistant so she could do a good job? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely letting go of like ego and control and uh, things like that, which seems so tricky at first. Uh, And then also just realizing that our clients don't, they don't notice as much Mm. as we think they would. So I had a conversation with my husband about this and I was like, but they'll know, like, they'll know that it's going to change. It's not going to be exactly like I wanted it. Like I had uh, Steph run my first round of editing and I kind of uh, just walked through a whole Lightroom, you know, catalog with her and then showed her how I call them, how I, you know, choose them, how I edit, um, all of that stuff. And then bring them into Photoshop, showing her, you know, take, take blemishes out, do this, do use these actions, things like that. And then the first go around, I mean, they looked good, but I was like, oh, well, I probably wouldn't have done that. And I might've not chosen that picture over this one. And Matt's like, send it to your client, see what they say. (laughs) And I was like, what? He's like, go for it. See if they notice anything different. I bet you they won't. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. He's like, do it. You need to save time. This is your goal. So I sent it to the client. They're like, we're so obsessed with the pictures. You're amazing. Oh my God. And you know, just freaking out. And I was like, holy cow. They really just don't care. They don't notice those tiny little tweaks. And some I've talked to photographers about that. And some are like, oh, yes, I do. I can't give up my art. That's crazy. And that's okay. Like we are, I'm different as far as that thinking goes, because I've never been one to super, super focus on every single picture and making it award worthy. And that's just not my thing. But I so appreciate photographers that you know, appreciate art and love their art that much. That's their their main thing and what they're known for. I'm just not. I know that 
there's, I'm not the best photographer for sure. Like I, you know, my skies are blown out a lot. I just, but I'm giving the clients an experience they love and they love the pictures. And I had to get over that real fast. Like if I'm giving them something that they love and they're so excited about these pictures, I can't care what every other photographer is going to think because that's going to hold me back from posting and and living the life that I want and providing this experience for the clients. So uh, again, we're all just different and you got to build a, a business the way you love. But I just, I sat with her and trained her and had to, had to give up that control. And I still edit stuff that I post a lot. You know, I'll edit a few pictures from each uh, session. Um, but sometimes I don't and, and that's okay. I've just had to get over the fact that you know, perfectionism, it's, it's never really been a thing of mine. So I, I don't have to struggle with that too much, but giving up that control was an issue at first until I realized that nobody cares. And the only people that might care are other photographers and they're not, they weren't my clients and they weren't paying me, paying my bills. So I just had to, to go with what worked for, for me. And yeah. And then I just started giving her little tasks more and more. She started taking over my email, scheduling, invoicing, ordering. And I was like, this is addicting. What else can I hire out? This is so fun. (laughs) So yeah, it's just, like I said, letting go of that ego and that control. And I mean, that's up to you. If you want to live a life stuck behind a computer editing, because you need that control, then you're probably going to burn out pretty quick and maybe not enjoy your life as much. But if you want to gain back some of that freedom and, and happy life, then I would suggest outsourcing stuff you don't love. If you love editing, awesome. Outsource everything else. But if you don't, um, then yeah, figure it out. Just start. Go for it. Well, I have to, first of all, what you're saying about the the process of delegation, what's behind it, and ultimately what it enables, I think it's just spot on where I have to give you a hard time and push back is you're, like, you're, you're like talking yourself down, like you're not a great photographer. And uh, we're going to actually prove otherwise. We'll link to, <laughs> to this particular post from October 8th, again, in your Instagram account, um, where you posted a few of your uh, few from recent sessions. Uh, and my word, I mean, you've got stunning work, Tracy. So let's not minimize. Aww. And in fact, I, I think <laughs> maybe just to be really clear for everybody listening in, it, this isn't, you know, delegation isn't only for people that don't consider themselves artists, uh, to be really clear, because first of all, Tracy's work is gorgeous. But I think w- the point that you made, Tracy, um, and really the distinction that you made about photographers who are, for example, shooting for the sake of winning an award, we have to mm-hmm. all keep in mind that the clients who are the ones that are actually making us money, who are paying us and, and allowing us to make a living be a, being a photographer, um, they're not the ones that are giving out those awards. Those awards are given by organizations and or other photographers. And so the way that we shoot and prep images for those particular instances certainly may be different. But the, the work that we're prepping for our clients um, it should never be compromised as far as the quality that we're delivering. Uh, but it's that the mindset, the mentality with which we approach the delivery of proof images, for example, for a client for a gallery of, you know, especially for wedding photographers that are delivering six, 800,000 images. Um, yeah. The idea that we need to have every one of those images prepped like they're they're ready for some award ceremony or trying to win the most popular <laughs> photographer award right. on Instagram, uh, I think yeah. is, is ultimately getting in the way of us having the very thing that we're talking about, the free and flexible life. So 100%. That differentiation, and thank you that for distinction. That. Well, no, yeah, I want to encourage <laughs> no, you first I, and of And I'm all. not trying to downplay my, like, I, I love my work. I think it's awesome. But yeah. as far as like winning competitions and lighting and all this, these perfect things, I know it's not that. And that's okay. I don't go for that. I'm not, I don't have the time for that. And so, sure. no, I'm not, not saying I'm, I'm a crap photographer. <laughs> I love, <laughs> love what I do and think I do a pretty good job, but I know. No, I'm not the, you know, the the best, most award-winning, perfect print ready, you know, whatever. I just am trying to get across the point that worrying about that and trying to make every single picture perfect to win an award is going to hold you back, I feel. And so yeah. uh, you just can't worry about what other people think. You just have to make sure you're giving your clients what they love. And and that's that's where I think a lot of photographers struggle. I've heard from so many people that I mentor like, well, it's, it's not good enough. And what are other photographers going to think? And well, I, I messed up on this one. And I'm like, were your clients happy? Right. Like, yeah, they loved them. They posted them all. I'm like, exactly. that's literally all that matters. So exactly. don't worry about that. Period. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you summed For it up sure. that way. Uh, you mentioned earlier, and we'll, so we'll just touch on this briefly, the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And uh, would you say that's kind of the most impactful self-help book or business book that you've read or listened to? Or are there are others you want to throw out as well? Oh, there's so many. I'm like a self-help book nut. Um, <laughs> but that is definitely one I always come back to. I can always pick up and read. And it's really helped me like just in random instances where 
I, I'll even come home and be like, oh my gosh, I Carnegie this person so hard. And that's like, what? <laughs> like, well, they were just kind of being like rude about something. And then I just started asking about them and like, you know, telling, you know, asking them about like, they're, they must be an artist if they like talk, criticize my work like that. And instead of just being like, well, that was rude. I'm like, oh, well, wow. Nobody ever like says things like that. You must be an artist. They're like, well, yeah, actually. And then we're like, you know, having this great conversation. Yep. And it's just taught me a lot of good life lessons and how to communicate better with people. Um, right now I'm reading one called never split the difference. Hmm. And it's about like the kind of the art of like negotiating and, um, it's very interesting. So yeah, I have a, a whole stack. Another one that I love is the 15 invaluable laws of growth. Okay. Um, and that is John Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of, a lot of great recommendations, but I would always go back to how to win friends and influence people. And his daughter actually rewrote it too, for teen girls, which is super cool. Whoa. And so I go over that book with my girls every year too. No so, way. Yeah. Do you remember the name fun. of that one or is it just the same title? Yeah. It's just how to win friends and influence people for teen girls. Huh. Okay. So we'll yeah, find a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, Never split the difference is Chris Voss. Mm-hmm. And then you said 15, what, what was the other one? 15, 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. And that's Maxwell. Okay, cool. We'll yep. put all of those in the show notes, by the way, for awesome. everybody listening in, we do talk a lot about books here on the podcast and Haley came up with a great idea. Haley who produces the show. Um, she's actually put together a, a list, if you will, of the most popular books here on the podcast and over 400 episodes. If you go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H bookshelf.com, um, you can tap into that list and it's a really great resource. So uh, oh, make sure you awesome. check out that, check that out. And then of course, all these books that we're talking about, you can see in the show notes, bocapodcast.com here in this interview with Tracy. Let me go ahead and jump into kind of our main focus for today. And and not so ironically, uh, we're actually talking <laughs> about focus. You run a okay. business mastermind called focus, which is actually an yeah. acronym. We share what that acronym is and why you decided to kind of center the mastermind around that acronym. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called the Focus Mastermind and it's a 10 week program that I built for photographers last year. And we just finished up our third cohort of it. It's super exciting. Um, And the acronym is, so the F is finding your niche. Obviously, you know, from this conversation alone, you can tell that I'm a big believer in that finding your specialty, your niche, what sets you apart. So that's a, uh, our whole first part of it is just discovering what that is, what makes you different. Um, Then the O is optimizing your brand. So that's taking all of that and putting, putting it into your brand, creating your, your powerful words that you'll market with your kind of, you know, statement um, and just creating a really amazing brand that uh, people will love and trust. And that is kind of cohesive and talking all about that. The C is client acquisition. So that's all your marketing and actually getting the clients using all this information on your newfound niche and your brand to get the clients. Um, the U is creating an unforgettable client experience, uh, which huge in my book. That's one of the biggest things you can do. So that's helping each photographer come up with their own experience and uh, how they're going to create that for their clients. And then the S is for systems and sales. Uh, this is, a, I think, an underrated thing that's not talked about enough in the photography industry. Sales, you know, coming up with your pricing, how to sell, um, and systems that you use to keep your life in check and give you that freedom back and keep everything organized so you're not a complete disaster running around trying to keep track of everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the process. We work together. It's a mastermind. We do calls every week, um, just a small group of photographers uh, holding, holding each other accountable and just giving them that stage and that process that I really would have loved from the beginning just uh, to create a really fun and impactful and profitable photo business. So it's a blast. I love it. And yeah, I'm super proud of kind of what we've built and super excited to, to keep rolling with it. Well, and Tracy, we'll bring this up one more time at the end of the, the show as well. Um, it, it's not very often that I'm, I'm like rushing to promote conferences, workshops, or in this <laughs> case, masterminds, but I have a lot of trust in you and, and your business Aww. and what you've been able to accomplish. We just mentioned really quickly here while we're talking about it, how listeners can find out more about that mastermind. Yeah, yeah. So I do um, little master classes before each one, and I'm not sure when this will even be out or when the next one is. But if they just shoot me a DM on Instagram, okay, I will send them the updated link to whatever the next cohort is or the next um, the next class we're doing to get on a, a list to get that information. So, Perfect. okay, cool. So we'll put that in the show notes as well for anybody listening in. Um, you mentioned though that the S stands for systems and sales, and uh, yeah. 
some of our regular listeners might not be so surprised that I want to dig into the system side of the things because, you know, I think we should highlight systems or organization structure. Definitely. It's not just for the so-called nerds out there. It, it, these are, <laughs> this is a concept or principles that, that ultimately enables to have the freedom, the flexibility that really is an amazing privilege as a business owner. Um, not everybody gets to capitalize on that and systems can yeah. enable us or is a big, big piece of what will enable us to have that freedom, that flexibility. Let's, we just kind of start with the three major benefits uh, from your perspective of systems as a photography business owner. Yeah. So, I mean, the main one is just, it's time saving, you know, it'll, it'll help save you time if you have uh, organization and everything in one place, it's going to give you more sanity and freedom. Um, I think it creates a much better client experience uh, if you can give them an easy system to kind of you know pay easier or view their pictures easier. It's, it just creates a better experience for them. Also growing your business and gives you more income just overall because you have more time to do what you love. You keep track of your clients. You take care of them so they don't feel like you're a complete mess. And uh, it's just better all around. So I had to really focus on that in the beginning. And that's why I hired such a awesome studio manager. I would I would not be here without Steph for sure because I am not type A. I'm not a perfectionist. I My mind is all over the place and I would have failed a long time ago if I tried to do all the business stuff by myself because I'm just not, uh, you know, I don't keep track of things very well. Sure. And so I hired in in my original post like 10 years ago, I was like, I need someone who's type A, who is very, you know, detail oriented, who is not like me at all, who probably, you know, got good grades and did their chores <laughs> as a kid, like somebody not like me. And so, yeah, found her. She's uh, amazing and keeps it all on track. And then we, we use systems that really help uh, keep it all in, in check for both of us. So, yeah, it's a huge there's lots of benefits, but those are a few of my fave. Okay. So uh, let me just kind of dig in each one of these briefly. Time saving. If you were to guess the mm -hmm. comparison and contrast of you before systems implemented and you now with systems implemented, of course, thanks to your <laughs> assistant, whose name is Stephanie, is that right? Or Steph? Yeah. Okay. Steph, yep. Yeah. Shout out to Steph. But what, <laughs> if you were to compare and contrast the amount of time that it took you to run your business on a weekly basis, what would that comparison look like? Do you think? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I mean, I did hire her from the get go. So I was only in business for like a year. Really? Maybe. Yeah. I just, I, I, from all these conferences we go to, everyone always said like hire somebody to do this. And so yeah. I, I, I did it right from, you know, the get go ish. And I'd say before that, I just, it's not only time saving, but it was also just like the stress of, what did I do with that order form? What if I need this? Where did I, did I file all those pictures correctly? Wait, this person needs access to their right. pictures. I think I sent them on this link, but now it's like gone. Do I have to re-upload all those? And uh, okay, invoicing. Uh, I sent them like PayPal links, I think. Uh, I don't even know if they've paid. How do I keep track of all this? Like I probably lost a lot of money, a lot of time, and most importantly, a lot of my sanity. And uh, yeah, so I would say hours and hours of just wasted time and just freaking out about stuff that maybe I lost or maybe I didn't email them or maybe I didn't even schedule that or, sure. you know, all of that stuff. So uh, it's it has saved a lot of my sanity and time and money getting that into systems and hiring the right people. Well, if you were to, maybe this again would be kind of a guess, but outside of actually taking pictures, how many hours mm -hmm. a week do you think it takes to run your business as it stands now? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, honestly, it depends on the week. Some week it's zero hours and yeah. some week it's like, you know, 50, 60 hours. Really? Just, okay. I, I mean, not not normally, but, sure. uh, you know, building this mastermind has definitely taken a lot of hours. Sure. But once you kind of build it, then it's, it's kind of done. So right. when I was building that, I feel like I definitely put in plenty of 40 hour work weeks. Um, but I try to not think too much about all the hours and just kind of be with my kids when I can be working when I can. But I'd okay. say if I had to like guess an average, I mean, I don't know, maybe like 30 hours a week ish, yeah. like with shooting and all my stuff wow. and you know, everything. But again, that can go, my husband's probably going to hear this and laugh and be like, okay, some weeks it's zero. Some weeks you literally, I don't, I feel like I don't see you. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to, I try to make it to where I'll just pour in a few days of super hard work. Uh, but I work at home a lot. I have an office downstairs. And so even when I am working a lot, I feel like I, I just can pop out and play with my kids for a bit or pop up and go eat with them and, and then come back. So I try to 
try to get that balance in there um, and not work, not work too much, but sometimes you have to and building stuff that I love and creating this, this mastermind uh, definitely took more hours. So yeah, I guess the answer is I really have no freaking idea. <laughs> sometimes it feels like a lot. Sometimes it's a little, you know, I just, uh, I don't really keep track. I'm curious now though. I feel like I should start keeping track. You know what? I'll get back to you on that, Nathan. Brilliant. Sound good? Brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> even if we were to say, by the way, nobody's going to hold you to this, but if you, even if you were to say 20 to 30 hours a week, or just say 30 even, um, that first of all, yeah. the fact that you can earn a living uh, not only for yourself, but your family in within, let's just say an average of 30 hours a week is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but even if we were to take the time component out, the fact that you have the flexibility to be able to, as you said, put work down and focus on your family when you need to do that, and then go back to yeah. your work as you need to do that. The fact that you have that, that kind of freedom and flexibility to use those words again, Definitely. I think is really, really wonderful. You mentioned something though, that I, th- I think we should touch on just briefly. And you talked about the time investment, um, more specifically in this educational course and, and mastermind that you've been putting together, there is a time investment. And as you pointed out, once you have it in place, you've put the time and effort and energy, it's it's built, it's there, it's in place. Yeah. You can take a step back and things are, are easier. That holds true when it comes to developing systems as well. I think one of the reasons that photographers yeah. don't develop or put systems in place is because they're like, oh my goodness. I, I don't get that stuff and I, I just don't quote, I don't have the time right now. And I hear this in regards to, you know, whether it's delegating, editing and setting up an account and doing that process or, you know, yep. the idea of maybe organizing your files in your computer or putting documents in a place that are easily accessible for your, your accountant or whatever it might be. I don't have time for that. The reality is it does take a little bit of time investment up front. The payoff in the long run is massive. Can you just speak to that briefly? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I totally get that because I've been there so many times and it does feel, and I, I've even, I've, 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 I still do it sometimes where I'm like, I really need to set that up and get that going. Cause it's going to make my life so much easier, but then you get busy and you're like, okay, after today, okay, I have a shoot. And then I have the, okay, after today, okay, I'll, I'll take time next week. Okay. And then it's been six months and you're right. like, I still haven't done that. Yeah. So I, I would just recommend coming up with a time and putting it on a calendar and just taking the time to spend however many hours it takes at the beginning to set it up or hire somebody that knows what they're doing to help set it up for you. If it's a new software or your website, you know, you need to update with, you know, good contact info and whatever for your clients, just take the time and just get it done, even though it sucks at first, because it will be so much more worth it later on. And so I can't speak highly enough about just having having those systems in place because once you do, you'll be like, how did I live so long without this? It's just taking that first step and and same goes for like when I hired Steph for editing. It was it was such a big deal in the beginning. I was like, oh, I like I can do it so much faster. Is this really going to help to like teach her all this stuff and take all this time to go over everything? And it's also like not really a pride thing, but letting somebody in on all that stuff like we kind of are secretive people by nature sometimes like, well, she's going to see everything. She's going to see like what I make and what I do and, and all my faults and how like irresponsible I am sometimes. Like I can't, <laughs> I'm, I have to like pretend I'm perfect and like people can't see that. And then you just have to get over that and be like, yeah, yeah everyone's flawed. Yeah. I might not have great systems. That's why I'm hiring her. She can come in and she'll feel good because she's helping me and she's using her skills to like make things better. And that's awesome. So drop the ego and just let it go. And I have to say real quick from our previous conversation about working, I kind of forgot to throw something really important in there. In Montana, we really only have four months to shoot Mm. a lot of our portraits. And because we're, we have crazy weather, like right now it is like five freaking degrees outside and covered in snow. And so I work my butt off in the summer. And so like right now is the worst time to ask me probably because it's October. I have to, I'm getting surgery next week. So I'm having to shove all my work right now. And it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm working nonstop right now, but then come wintertime, we usually take off and like go travel and go crazy and have fun. And I just do marketing stuff. And, and then I have a lot of months where it's not like that at all. And then Mm. I'm like, did I used to work? What is my life right now? This is so (laughs) chill. And then all of a sudden summer comes back and I'm like, Hey, Oh, no life. So that's kind of a, an important thing that I didn't get into before. It depends on where you live and how, how much of the year you can shoot. Cause that makes a big difference. You mentioned better client experience. Can you give even just one tangible example of how having systems in place have enabled you to give or deliver a better client experience? Yeah, just giving them that ease um, of, you know, clicking a, a button and going and scheduling their stuff for, you know, clicking to pay or setting up reoccurring payments if they want to do that and not having to do it on their own or having a system where they can 
click on a link and have their own app on their phone with their pictures and, um, you know, sending it to friends and family, doing orders online. I mean, so many, you know, just automated emails that they get. So they're always taken care of and they feel like, wow, she's really on it. Like she's, you know, keep me updated, sending me all this cool stuff. I, I use Simple Booklet for like creating a client magazine that we send out so they can kind of look through everything, get super prepped for their photo shoot. We send them a survey from SurveyMonkey where they can respond to all these questions so I can get to know them better so I can create a better client experience for them asking about just who they are and what they love and what their hobbies are and favorite colors and favorite places they've been just all kinds of things all kinds of little systems that help them feel taken care of that help them feel seen and noticed and loved and um, just creating ease because nobody wants to go in and have to do a million things just to do a payment or you know go mail a contract that you actually sign in person like nobody <laughs> wants to do that anymore so making right. it easy and digital and simple has I feel like improved the client experience so much in in a lot of different ways so you mentioned that this the idea of systems enables more income as well. Um, mm-hmm. I guess similar question to that last one about client experience. How, and maybe this is a bit rhetorical nature for some, but mm-hmm. how do systems enable you to make more money? Well, I think it comes back to time because if systems are saving you time, time is money. You can use that time to really build your business and use your skills to get new clients and to make the experience better and to focus on what you're really good at, which for sure will make you more money in the long run. So I think it it comes back to just that time, you know, time is money. So if you're saving time, then you can go do things that you're very talented at and that you love doing. And I think that's going to be more successful all around. You'll feel more peace and you'll make more money. I, by the way, I have to say, because you, you brought up peace again, I love that your your focus, a big part of your focus as an entrepreneur is ultimately, or the life that you want to create is, is just about having peace in the end. I, I love, it's such a powerful and yet simple notion, but I, I think that's, I think it's a really wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. I think that came from Shalene Johnson too, actually. Hmm. I can't remember where I heard that, but somebody was like, my six, my idea of success is not anything except for feeling like freedom and peace. And I was like, that's so powerful. Cause I, I just started thinking what's like the emotion that I want to feel the yeah. most yeah. sometimes. And it's not like, you know, proud or, you know, even happy. It's like, there's such a, a powerful thing about just sitting there and just feeling peace. It's like so rare and so needed though. Yes. And so, yeah, feeling like feeling peace, not just like peace and calm. Like that's what I used to think of peace. It's like, no, it's just not having a million things that are stressing you out and worrying about money and worrying about balance and your kids and all the chores. And it's just like, ah, I feel peace. It's all amazing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I love that. So that's been a big word for me. Okay. So we're going to talk briefly here. We've got a few minutes left. um, We're going to talk briefly about software because you know a lot of what enables us in 2020 to be able to implement systems efficiently and fortunately at relatively little cost is <laughs> software um yeah before we get into how you choose the software that you use for your systems just really briefly can you comment on kind of the primary areas of your business you know whether it's communication or financial management or otherwise that you have implemented systems in order to run your business more efficiently yeah um Client galleries and contracts, invoicing, making that really simple because we have a lot of people split up payments and uh, things like that. So keeping that simple and in check so we can account for that. And yeah, just having everything in one place. Also, like the surveys we send out and the, the welcome packets, things like that are really important for us to get to know them and to to help them get to know us. But yeah, just keeping everything in check as far as client galleries, invoicing all that is it's such a game changer for for both of us on both ends so, so yeah gal- I, I wrote down here galleries contracts invoicing surveys which we could probably mm-hmm. lump into communication in general probably you've got a good yep. system in place you mentioned earlier the automation of communication um, yep. so just communication in general okay so with that in mind there there's so many and we i alluded to this earlier actually when it came to choosing a task and project management <laughs> software there's so many options out there for uh, us as business owners to be able to more efficiently run our businesses what are the criteria that you keep in mind when you're going to even make a decision about what software to use? Oh, um, I would say a lot of my choices are made based on other people's experiences too, because okay. I trust trust my friends. Sure. I trust people that you know seem to have great businesses and know what they're doing. So I would say like a good reputation and hearing about it from 
friends or you know word of mouth somehow. Okay. Uh, I've I've found a lot of people I use and and software I use just based on meeting people like even at these conferences like yep. you for instance I I heard about you because you ran an awesome you still run an awesome business and I heard about that a lot uh, you know from different conferences um, as far as who we use for like client galleries and things like that I met a crew uh, at another conference and they were just super cool and fun and heard so many good things and loved that they were like relationship based and started using them because I've, I've I just heard so many good things I, we also it's really important for us to have it be easy for clients to use more importantly than having it be easy for us because I think mm. you know sometimes the good ones are hard to set up at first and it, they can't always be easy because it's a lot of it's a lot of work so sure, sure. they're like well if it's not super easy it's like it's not gonna be because you have to put your you know your colors your logo all your wording your pricing your everything so it's gonna be hard in the beginning but as long as it's um you know doable and then more importantly easy for the clients then that's a that's a really big thing and then ultimately we want it to save us time and and give us less overwhelm mm. which in turn creates more income so those are the main things that we look for while choosing something but a lot of times it's just like hey this is awesome i use it i'm like sweet send me a link <laughs> and that's it <laughs> i'm not going to go do all this research but yeah. in thinking about it the big ones yeah i feel like that's what what we definitely look for is just having a good reputation and having good reviews and um yeah that's that's about it and then if it works for us awesome if not we'll move on and try something else i really love i don't think i've heard any photographer that i've had on this show and the 450 episodes or whatever talk about the significance of ease of use for clients because we do tend, and you you alluded to this earlier, we have a tendency of kind of, whether it's conscious or subconscious, doing things for ourselves as photographers. And that's important to a point as well. But we do have to keep in mind that that there is an end client that we're serving. They're the ones that pay yeah. the bills. We've got to make things as easy as possible for them. That's exactly. A, that's really, really important. Okay. So yeah. then talk to me about what you would say would be the most important pieces of software that you use to manage these systems that you alluded to in your business. Like specific software? Or yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. let's just go ahead and yeah. list them because I'd, I'd be curious um, to, to hear it for our listeners' sake too. Yeah, we use ShootProof for our client galleries and contracts and um, they do all kinds of stuff. I honestly don't know everything else they do because Steph runs all that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that uh, we do all of our client galleries that way. And um, that makes it super easy because they love uh, just the quick download link that yep. they can access, send it to anybody they want. We used to do like CDs back in the day, yeah, the flash drives, <laughs> right? <laughs> RIP CDs. And now it's just like, you're going to lose all that stuff anyways. And a lot of it's outdated. So here's a link. You can download as many times as you want, send it to whoever, you'll never lose it. So that makes it really easy for them. They love that. They can also create little apps and, you know, all the teen girls love that. And their parents are obsessed with showing off their pics. So they want it on their phone. So um, that makes it really easy for keeping track of, of all that. And then we can see, you know, what what they access in that um, gallery and what they've like chosen as their favorites. So if people are like, if they get you know, 12 digital prints or something in a collection, they can, most of the time I do that in person, but if I can't, it's online. And so I can see what they've marked so that we know what to do. So that, that keeps it really simple for that. We also use simple booklet for our magazine that we send out to, to clients. Um, we use survey monkey for surveys uh, that we send to all of our clients to get to know them. We use Dropbox a lot just for everything in life. <laughs> that's everything. A, yes. A good classic, yeah. classic one. I think that's like the majority of, it. I mean, Steph uses Google for everything, like for keeping track of just like our timeline with clients. She's mm. created, that's like how her brain works. She does so good with like spreadsheets and everything. So we we also have obviously shoot proof and um, we use Square for invoicing. And so that keeps track of invoices and payments, but she likes to have a visual and so do I, where it's all of our clients, all of their contact info, their timeline. So we have like a whole timeline of, you know, uh, inquiry, booked, paid, session, session done, backed up images, sent off images, edited, ordering session scheduled, ordering session done, you know, everything so that we can kind of, and then it's like color coded. So we know how far along we are in the process. Wow. And that's, and I know there's systems that do that. Um, but for, for us, Google is just so easy and, um, she, she's just really good at that. So yeah, Google is, we use a ton of Google spreadsheets. Um, and those are, I think the main, the main ones, as far as emails, she just has, you know, email saved as templates just to send out to people and everything else is, yeah, I think shoot proof and, Pretty much, that's it. Yeah, I was, I was actually pulled up uh, Shootproof, and uh, I've I've spent a little bit of time there at their offices, 
really yeah. solid company and they've sure. they've continued to grow that company and and the services that they offer have increased as well and on the homepage of their site it says we make it easy to start grow and manage your business with beautiful galleries contracts and invoices yep. and um so it looks like it's kind of a not necessarily a one-stop shop there are other things that have to be incorporated in our business but it's nice when you can yeah. lump as many of those things into one place as possible Definitely. And, and I've heard good things about like HoneyBook. Sure. There's, a, you know, others that, that do similar things. That's just where, what's worked best for us. And I really loved how they, you know, tried to build that relationship in the beginning. And I got to meet a lot of them. And I was just like, you guys are just really nice and you're yeah. taking care of people. And so I want to give you my business. So, and we also use uh, Kajabi now, like for my mastermind stuff and for sending out newsletters, um, emails, things like that. Kajabi has been a really cool resource that I'm just probably getting my toes wet on. But so, so many cool opportunities for, you know, online courses and uh, emails, things like that. Kajabi is a huge resource. And what is Kajabi as a, I mean, if, if you were to sum it up, because I'm actually not familiar with the platform. No? Oh, it's awesome. Um, so it's basically for any like content creator, course creator. Okay. Um, but it can be even more than that. Like you can just set up a, a main website. And so even if you are, you know, you could probably use it even as a photographer and other businesses, um, you can... Uh, send out, you know, emails, keep track of everybody, add people to an email list. So you can have, you can create simple landing pages, which I do for my photography business and my coaching business where it's like, here's a freebie. You want it? Give me your email. And then, you know, it automatically emails them that, that freebie and gets them on a list. And so if you have announcements or photo shoots coming up or, you know, my mastermind stuff, you can just use that list. So it's, it's like a whole, you know, email list, uh, plus having a cool website, designing landing pages. I mean, there's a there's a lot that goes into that. Wow. I can't even. I probably haven't even touched half of what they do. But uh, and they connect with like a lot of other businesses or a lot of other softwares like Mailchimp and things like that to to make it super cohesive and and easy for people to use. So so yeah, that's a really cool one too. Cool. Yeah, we'll link to that as well as well as the other resources awesome. that we mentioned. Kajabi on their site it says you can access your website, products, marketing, community, and more from a single dashboard. And since yeah. everything is built together, it just works together better. That's interesting. Okay. Well, I'll have to take yeah. a look at it myself. Super cool. Yeah, for sure. It's a good one. There's there's so many out there. Like you said, like yeah. there's no one-stop shop. Find out what works best for you. And ultimately, just I think my advice to everybody would be find your niche, find your specialty, and then start delegating one thing at a time so that you can actually live this life and not just drown and work and stress all the time. I think that's the ultimate goal just to to be there for people you love. Life is so short and we get so caught up in all this craziness and all this work and looking cool and, you know, promoting the certain stuff. But ultimately, like nobody knows your life like you do and you got to create the life you want and the life that's going to make you and your family and friends happy. Beautifully summed up. Remind our listeners, if you will, <laughs> Tracy, um, where they can find you and learn more about your brand and ultimately DM you if they're curious about your mastermind as well. Yeah, for sure. So on IG, it's just Tracy Moore Photo, T-R-A-C-Y-M-O-O-R-E Photo. And we're in the process of redoing some of our mastermind website. That's why I'm hesitant to send it out because it might change. <laughs> so just DM me on Instagram and let me know what you're interested in as far as mastermind. Or if you have any questions about anything I talked about, I love chatting with people and starting up conversations in there. So um, shoot me a message and I will answer away and help you with whatever you need because I know it can be it can be a lot, but you don't have to do it alone. And and so, so true. TracyMorePhotography.com. We'll also link to her site there in the show notes. BocaPodcast.com for everybody listening in. Thanks once again, Tracy, for hanging out with all of us today. Oh, I'm honored you had me on your show. You're amazing. Keep it up. I love following you. And I'm, I'm very honored that you had me on. Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at bocapodcast.com. Make sure to visit our sponsors, photographersedit.com, custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and milu.com, that's M-I-I-L-U.com, the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.